Yo, uh, man, I mean, welcome to Red River. I believe it's 126. We figured, why not? You know, we I think mm-hmm. we we kept the fans waiting long enough. You know, <laughs> I'm sure like Mike Stack, maybe Rob Link. We like to build some heat, as they say in the business. You know yeah. what I mean? Get people yeah. mouth watered <laughs> That's before we it. start dinner. I feel like, you know, we were stuffing people, you know, a little too quickly and it's like you know what let, let, let let's pull it back a little bit and let them uh devour the episodes you know sure and it's summer it's hard to get four people plans at the same time and uh your band you guys have been busy right man playing shows recording what's going on yeah so you know you could only have you know so many passion projects going at once and uh you know the band is recording two separate projects doing a lot of shows um so when it comes to this it's like really hard to kind of like squeeze everything in and it's like i feel like once i focus on one the other one kind of like goes away for a little bit but uh you know it's uh i get to play music and it's fun like who wouldn't want to do that now that covid is lifting hollywood has turned its back on us b-level hollywood has turned yeah. its back on that- us so I, I, I can't I came to that conclusion. Uh, I mean, you know, it's funny, like I, I know some people who are ruthless when it comes to trying to get guests and relentless. Mm-hmm. And like, I just never been that guy. Um, so I really have nothing to base it on. <laughs> but I just feel like everyone, uh, you know, last year was just like, sure, I'm sitting at home. Mm-hmm. I'll open up my laptop and talk about myself for an hour. Uh you know, it, it does help, I think, kind of when I say Long Island, New York, it's a lot better than, you know, like uh, Wyoming or some Long shit. Island by itself <laughs> without the New York part. That is true. Yeah. 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 I should yeah. just say New no, York. It's, I should say New York City is uh, what I should say. This all started with us just wanting to talk some shit about music, movies, whatever. And these guests fell on, on our way. It was It was outstanding. But that's what we're going to do today. Just catch up a little bit. Right. Half yeah. your point. I, and also, you know, to, to be fair, like, you know, with the occasion, like I'll fucking be like, hey, uh, I know somebody who knows Adam Rifkin. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you do take that angle. It's like uh, so occasionally we will get stuff like that. But yeah, sure. like the 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 core of it was just to to talk complete nonsense and minutia about things. I know we just kind of did like a thing in April. It was April mm-hmm. 1st. I saw when it dropped, um, you know, so. I guess here we are June, almost at the end of June, like three months later. Um, There's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, I'm going to pull up my list here real quick. Uh, One thing that I'm going to say, I, I wish I gave a fuck about stranger things. I wish I did. I just feel like after the first season, like I got my rocks off with it. Because when the second season came out, I was just like, I feel like I'm watching a kid show. I feel like I'm watching a kid show, which is fine. It's just it wasn't for me. Like halfway through the season, I was like, like, you you know, it's bad when you don't even care what the next episode is. Like, even if it's like this thing. So that's what I found myself. I watched like maybe like five or six episodes and it was like a chore. It was like somebody giving Mm -hmm. you like a plate of broccoli to eat. And you're just (laughs) like, I guess I'm just going to sit through no dipping sauce. Just no dry broccoli. Sauce. Yeah, like yeah. straight up from the Chinese food place. Like, <laughs> that steam shit. No garlic sauce. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, sometimes, you know, if 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 it was back in the day and we had like three channels and that's what it was, like you consume it easily. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, if I don't waste my time watching Stranger Things, I could watch a hundred other shows that people tell me are good. And mm-hmm. sometimes things just aren't for you. But I will say, I brought it up for a reason. Um, my girlfriend was watching season four. So, you know, by proxy, I'm watching it on occasion. And she's like, oh, you got to watch this part and this part. And uh, it's very like horror centric. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of. I haven't of- watched it yet. Uh, are you like on? Like, I, you- I'm, a, I'm a fan, but it, they did. It was a long gap between. The see, I kind of, you know, lost interest at one point, even wow. though I'm like diehard Winona all the way. So I, I will definitely check it. But it was a long gap, you know. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but we did have a pandemic. What? Yeah. Pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they didn't, maybe the news didn't get to you over there. You know, maybe maybe, <laughs> they, didn't, maybe they didn't tell you while you were in, you know, like uh, I don't shine, I don't shine shoes no more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now I will. I will see it, you know, just like you said, there's so much shit to watch. There's so much shit. And and I will say, like, the violence is cool. The the fact that Kate Bush is on the soundtrack and get like her Spotify numbers right now are like insane. Like what a show on Netflix could do for you. And and here's a funny thing. One of my favorite rappers, Crime Apple. (laughs) I remember being on his IG live and he was taking questions. And I was like, yo, what's an artist that you listen to that some people won't think you would listen to. And this was like two years ago. And he just writes Kate Bush. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. And, and wow. I, I, I could understand like, you know, like if you listen to his music and his production taste, like it's very airy like that. So I like, it, it made sense. I was like, wow, that's the most random shit ever. Um, I gotta say, I'm very ignorant. I know running up the hill. I remember the video and I remember her seeing it, seeing it on it seeing her on MTV all the time, and then the duet she did with Peter Gabriel, but I'm pretty ignorant of Kate Bush's career. Do you listen to her, or do you no, know much I, about her? I know, the ex- I know like, the, the, the upper crust. Like, if I, right. if I hit play on the, her top, like, three or four songs, I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, I remember this from, like, 120 minutes. But, yeah, n- not so much. But still, it's, it's just amazing. Like, that, that song's a banger. Uh, sure. That in the show is cool. Um, and I want to say that uh, I went to a Stranger Things pop up in Brooklyn, which was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So um, they did so, the whole mall, right? So that was that was like at the end and the, the beginning. Like, I, so this was all geared around season four. So I had no idea like what like I wasn't really familiar with what I was doing. But you do do the pop up. And then you watch the season and you're like, oh, OK, like now I get it. But yeah, like the very last thing was like, like you're in a fucking mall that's like and another cool thing. An- another cool added bonus is they have actors through the mall, like doing their acting and their get up and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. So wow. I-, I highly recommend it uh, for anyone that has kids and-, and likes that shit. So that was the first thing I wanted to mention. Nice. Now. I usually use this podcast. I always like to talk about things I like and like shit I hate, but I'm going to shit on some stuff this, this episode. Yeah. I have to shit on a couple of things. Spread them, <laughs> spread them cheeks and let that defecation, you know. Hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. Um, I saw, and I bring this up because I know you like the film. 
uh, licorice oh. pizza. <laughs> Man, I was not a fan. I thought uh, you couldn't have had two more uh, disinteresting characters to carry a movie. And I know they, they're new to the acting game, obviously, but man, like I just, the whole story was odd. The actor kid, I didn't buy him as that. And then this selling water beds or some shit. And it just, I don't know. I did not do anything for me. It was, it was very slow to sit through. Okay. Um... So I want to hear what, you know, drop something on me, like what a, maybe I missed or something. Okay. Because it's it's rated seven and a half on IMDb. So So I watched it. uh, it, I think it's Paul Paul's most like linear work where like it's just kind of um, it's almost like dazed and confused, you know, where it's like I definitely get that vibe going for that. You know, a a little bit night in the life and there's an awkwardness to them and stuff like Mitch was. But Mitch was only like a little character and everybody, the whole rest of the cast was very interesting. That's, you know, but go ahead. So I think off the bat, if you don't Mm -hmm. like those two characters, you're going to be in for a very brutal watch because when the movie starts, um, I immediately loved those two. I did. I don't know what it was about Alana Hyam. Um, you know, it's their both first acting roles. And to yeah. me, like immediately, I was like, oh, this is cool. And you don't know what's going on. Uh, you mm-hmm. you thought they, they were both in school, but not even the case, even though they kind of looked the same age. Um, and once they started talking and he was kind of like, you know, it was like very much like a, a young kid with a with a crush on a girl. I, bu- I bought into it. And once I bought into it, it was just easy to kind of follow this story. And um, it really plays upon like that, like, you know, being a kid and having a crush on this girl who's your friend and like you guys hang out and she has admiration for you, but nothing right. really. She's older. Yeah. yeah. Nothing really ever happens. Um, and so really, it, 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 it depends on you buying into those two and what you're either on board for that or you're like, man, I'm just not. Because I get, I, I, you know, that's one of those movies like under the silver lake or certain things where it's Mm -hmm. like, if you tell me you hate it, like I get it. But to me, I just felt like I'm watching them do their thing. And it's like, I'm hanging out with them um, and everything about it. And it's just like, this like linear piece. Like there, there's no like plot twist. There's no like uh, villain. There's nothing like that. It's just like right. this story, <laughs> this coming of age thing and uh, the characters that they meet along the way. And uh, I saw it by myself for the first time in a theater. And I December, right? That came out December yeah. last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so my girlfriend was in, in Arizona. Uh, I was like, gee, I wonder if she would like this. I didn't really think she would like it. So then when we had the opportunity, I was like, let's go watch this movie. And she fucking loved it. She loved it. Mm. You know, I think it was just, it's just, it's just, you know, it reminds me of the way, uh, well, I, I did hate once upon a time in Hollywood, but it's kind of like the same thing. It's like this, this story that's like bigger than life. It's like, okay. It's like you follow them and it's, it, it just, it's yeah. It's just, it's just a story that doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Just, I, you know what? I'm starting to think, cause I mean, I 
Boogie Nights is one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time. And, uh, you know, he's done stuff that's interested me here, but maybe I'm just not that into Paul Thomas Anderson stuff. I think I'm coming to like terms with it for myself <laughs> because I love Boogie Nights so much right off the jump. I know it wasn't his first film. Heart Eight was, which I'm going to watch. So, oh, uh, Heart Eight is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, so I just overall I'm like going down his IMDb list. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really like that. I didn't like. I'm like, maybe it's just, he's just not my cup of tea. I don't know. I love the parallel. I love the parallel between him and and Tarantino because I think mm-hmm. Hard Eight has total parallels to to Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. movies that I saw on video because they were just kind of very independent release, and then they come with this like amazing second film. Pulp Fiction and fucking Boogie Nights that just kind of like change everything. You're like, whoa, this is fucking amazing. And then they kind of like drop off with a, a, a movie that hits you later on, Magnolia to Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like these two fucking directors that are doing their thing. But yeah, I, maybe Punch Drunk Love was interesting, too. I don't know if you saw that with Adam Sandler. I didn't see that, actually. Yeah, so that that's. Those are like my favorite movies of, of his. Uh, I know he had some some other things that I just wasn't. There's into. like things I'll like it just sometimes I'm just not overall buying the whole movie. There's certain parts of it I like, like, uh, you know, like I, I it was beloved, obviously, but there will be blood. Um, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis is I love Daniel Day-Lewis. But if you have, if you took Daniel Day-Lewis out of that movie and put someone else in that role, that shit would be unwatchable for me. It was it it was pretty unwatchable for me, even with him. (laughs) And I couldn't. uh, Yeah, I just people love that movie. And I think it's Mm -hmm. because of him. I drink your milkshake. All that. It's totally him, man. Dropping those lines like it. He he makes that movie from unwatchable to tolerable for me. Yeah, that's what I would say. It's like it's like someone listening to a Radiohead record. And I'm just like, I don't (laughs) understand what's going on. They're like, oh, my God, I'm going to whip my cock out to there will be blood. This is so good. Oh, my God. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm going to say this Heart eight and Magno, uh, like his first like uh, three movies, maybe four. I give them everything else is whatever. But it, licorice pizza just hit with me. And I'm glad it did, you know, because like, I mean, I, even though I don't like uh, some of his stuff, like I mentioned, though, too, I do respect like because there's a, so many like films that look the same whatever any directors that have like a style or whatever they're trying to put a stamp on it succeed or fail or whatever i respect that you know what i mean yeah 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 listen he's uh in a world where people you know make mediocre movies like he's not making mediocre movies it might not always be for me but you know it's 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 pretty amazing so exactly uh what else you got so i'm gonna say i Paramount Plus low key is killing it. Oh yeah. You know, it's one of those I was those, thinking about getting it. You know, this is you know, I always mention how how like the apps get you because it's always like, ah, oh, it's six bucks, seven bucks, you know, and we say yes to everything. Oh, you ever sit and add it up? Like I don't I don't, want I try to. not to even add it up. I don't want <laughs> so I'm I, like, oh shit. To me, everything is six or seven bucks a month. I, I don't ever add it up because if I do, then exactly. I, it's but I, like eighty dollars a month. Uh, $80 would be nice. I think we're a little bit past that at the moment, but so Paramount plus has a lot of really cool stuff. And, uh, I, I loved the real world. Uh, they, they did the home, you know, like the reunion thing with the, I forget the cast, like, um, Oh, Oh, new, 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 yeah, that was a lot of fun. 
but also the offer. So once I saw the offer was coming out, I'm like, okay, this is a movie about, uh, this is a TV show about the making of the Godfather. What do we think of the Godfather? We fucking love the Godfather, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'm like, this should be kind of interesting. Might suck. Maybe not. And man, let me tell you, do I, I mean, just for get, get it just for this alone, 10 episodes, um, it's based on a story by a producer, uh, Al Ruddy, which I didn't really know, but he did, you know, the, he did, uh, produce the Godfather, uh, wrote Hogan's heroes. Um, he produced and, the Godfather. Yeah. Wasn't it, I thought that was, um, Robert Evans. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was the both of them. Ah, but okay. it, it, it like, like, uh, so Evans was like the, the head of Paramount at that time, but it was Al Ruddy's mm-hmm. movie. It was Al Ruddy's movie, and and you see, like, I never really thought about it, you know, but I would hear these stories, and it was just, it's basically everything, like, from, like, them just getting this, uh, the, the, the Puzo book and the rights, and then, then them having to rewrite it for, for, for the screenplay, uh, how the mob was like, yo, uh, no, Frank Sinatra was like, this movie ain't getting made, and he was pressing his mob buddies to be like, yo, this movie can't come out because he felt like it made him look bad. Uh, Columbo crime family stuff, Joe Colum- like Giovanni Ravisi plays Joe Colombo. Uh, just a lot of really cool stories involved in this. And I, man, me and, me and Karen loved it. Absolutely loved it. From beginning to end, the casting, like Dan Fogler as Francis Ford Coppola, like every, every, every cast. Um, Juno Temple, who's in the Ted Lasso, she's Keely. Uh, she's in this, she's fucking great. Uh, Miles Teller is Al Ruddy, and uh, he's one of the producers. And another thing that I love that Paramount does, and I think a lot of shows do this too, because I know Euphoria does. Um, you get to the end, and they, they give you like a five to seven minute behind the scenes of the episode. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So they break down exactly like the history as to nice. what happened and stuff like that. So I got to I've been watching it. I'm definitely all about it. But uh, well, hey, is it is it um, is it just one season or it's I mean, like, coming I, back or did they tell the finish the story? Do you think or? I think they, they finished the story? Yeah. OK, okay. because it's just, but, um, you know, no, I was going to say the Frank the Sinatra didn't want it made because of like it, the Fontaine character. Is yep. that why? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you can lot- act like a man. <laughs> yeah. So Slapping he was, Frank around. he was, uh, yeah, he was not having it. And, uh, he was pressing like all the mob buddies and being like, this can't be made. So then they talk about taking the, the word mafia out, like everything that I've heard about through mm-hmm. the years, they kind of incorporated into the storytelling and man, huge, huge thumbs up. And this Sunday, uh, we're going to do a Godfather one and two marathon while eating nice. pasta, like disgusting Americans, <laughs> some gabagool, some gabagool. <laughs> so that's what I got. Nice. I'll have to get on that. Uh, Paramount. I actually just canceled Peacock, man. That was the worst one. Um, Dude, I saw that MacGruber thing, and I was like, man, this is stupid. And then I'm looking around what they offer, and I'm like, this whole thing is stupid. Uh, I don't watch The Office anymore, so I'm like, I don't need this shit. That's why Karen got it. Like, she falls asleep to The uh, the uh, the Office, 
Um, I barely use it, but like, I don't know. Sometimes you're just waiting for that day. Them horror movies coming out in August. Uh, or, or just like, you know what uh, it is too? Like what I love is, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, datelines, but I could get datelines on, on TV anyway. I just like sometimes at night, like the only thing that holds my, my interest, Mm -hmm. like, while I'm, you know, going into sleepy land is just like an hour of like somebody's wife killing them. You know, it's always like, (laughs) that's how, you know, it's always like at the end, like that's, that's what happens. And I, and I love it. I I just wait for it. So like, but you could watch that on regular TV. Sure. Sure. But yeah, so I, I dropped that, but I have been using my HBO Max like crazy because uh, I, I got into I had never seen it before. always meant to. if I wanted to catch up and then get the new season was Barry, the show Barry with uh, Bill yeah. Hader. Yep. Yep. Um, did you watch it? No, nah, but like I we were just recording like two weeks ago and the engineer was talking about Barry. I was like, I still haven't watched it. And he was like, you know, like they do what everyone does when they don't watch a show that you love. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? It's yeah, like, of course. Yeah, I'm like, there's like eight million shows. So you could say that to yeah. somebody about anything, yeah. like at some point. Oh, you, know? you, but it, you don't know Sesame Street season four? <laughs> oh, it's it's really great, and um, the first two seasons are fantastic. But this last season really went into some like really well shot, interesting, taking a lot of chances. And uh, Bill Hader directed a lot of episodes, and it really elevated the series. And Bill Hader is such a talent. I think he's one of the most talented people to come out of Saturday Live ever. Yeah, you know, along yep. up there with Bill Murray or whoever else. That guy can do anything. Um, but it's so good. I highly recommend it. So that on my HBO Max and so is similar it, it, to real, real quick. He's like a hit yeah. man, right? He is a hitman. Yeah, okay. he's a he's a vet. Um, he's a hitman. And he he goes to L.A. to do a hit and it involves a uh, acting class, which he gets interested in. And okay, I wouldn't say anything else. Gotcha. But, gotcha. Um, so good that on HBO Max, uh, the rise of the Laker dynasty the, or dynasty, whatever the hell that's called, John C. Riley, that crushed it. Um, and one other cartoon that I stumbled upon called Ten Year Old Tom which uh, is made by a cartoonist who did another show on HBO called Life and Times of Tim. And it is uh, a real irreverent comedy about like, I'm guessing it's based on probably his childhood or whatever, but very fun. I haven't watched any animated series like that for a while. Some of them I'm like sick of or whatever, but I can't say enough about how funny that show is. Um, if you got nothing to do, it's only a half hour, two 15 minute episodes, like in the Beavis and Butthead format, but it's hilarious. Great show. HBO Max rules. HBO Max is pretty amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the things that I've been watching on there is a show called Made for Love. Um, you know, once again, it's just one of many mm-hmm. fucking selections. But I think like certain things are like HBO shows and other things are things that they buy and they just randomly have up there. Uh, but made for love sure. is just uh, it, it, I can't even just dist- it's so futuristic. It's it's basically I think this is like an Elon Musk type guy and, and he has a wife only. I, I guess he didn't really do right by her. And she was she was trying to get away from him because he was he's very like mechanical and like not really, you know, he's like a, a complete nerd and kind of like a sociopath mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, but he created something called the hub 
and uh, they live in the hub, which is like this virtual reality world. There's the outside world and then there's the inside world. Uh, and it's just a really, really interesting show. It's about 30 minutes an episode. Um, you know, if you watch the trailer, it's just it's it's very futuristic looking. And, and uh, I would give it a big thumbs up. Also nice. on, on HBO Max, the uh, second season of the Michael uh, Dan, that damn Michael Che show. Always funny. Uh, like I never give that guy the respect or props. Uh, and then I watch these episodes and they're all fucking just really well written and fucking brilliant. It's just like comedy sketch stuff. Uh, his life, you know, living in New York, he's just second, uh, the second season starts off with him, uh, helping someone in a subway and then the internet trying to cancel him. It's just really funny. And, uh, the first season was him and it opens with him in an elevator and like, (laughs) it's just like white lady standing next to him. And she was just like, I just want you to know black lives matter. You know, like it's just like this stuff, and he's just like, okay. <laughs> They're like going up. He's like, man. He's like, I hate the cops. And then she, she was, uh, he was just like, uh, my dad's a cop. <laughs> like, just like, and it's just unbelievably funny. Like, just like the writing on it. I, I, if you get a chance and you just want to laugh for thirty minutes, very funny sure. shit. Yep, that damn Michael Che. Speaking of stand up, I figured this year there'd be, you know, coming out of COVID people shooting a ton of comedy specials and there has been a lot this year some better than others but i um i saw a couple uh diseases i didn't really care for i don't know what it was did you see that one i did yeah 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 it's all right you know what it is like i think it's tough because all we've been dealing with this is this covid shit but hearing a set of like like lots of covid jokes it's like you know it's like you don't want to hear that it's everybody's just sick of it you know what i mean but i get why they're talking about it but if they do it too much i thought it was pretty good i liked it it wasn't like amazing but i thought it was you know it's entertaining i did like david spades that was on netflix he's great i love him um chris de stefano uh he does a great one on netflix i just watched um bill burr's friends that kill uh, which isn't, it's just Burr basically emceeing. Did you see that one? No. He's like emceeing a, a, a night basically and bringing up friends of his to do, you know, uh, Tell and Ross do a bumpings mic segment. There's, there's a lot of good comedians on it, um, but it's not an entirely Bill Burr special. Uh, I saw Christina P's special. So, yeah, let's talk about that because I thought that was, uh, I thought that was her best one. I don't know what it, you thought of it. I thought it was her best one. That outfit was like distracting me like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone said it gave off like Roseanne Barr vibes. And I was just like, that's pretty funny. because mm-hmm. She's yeah. she, like Christine, uh, Christina P. Huge. Like uh, she should have made my maybe. I don't know if she made my 90s. Uh, my, I don't my, think my, she did. My crush list. Yeah. But for sure, she like her on road rules was like every 90s dream I've ever had. Um, and that special, I just loved because, um, I liked her being like, she's like, I want to be an eighties mom. And like the jokes that came from that, I thought were really funny. She was just like, uh, she's like the, on the news that used to say it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? <laughs> she was like, 
they need they used to remind bitches that they even had kids. <laughs> you know, he's like, that's no, what I, I think she did a good job. It's definitely her best special, you know what I mean? But uh yeah. I, I'm a diehard your mom's house fan. I listen to that show every week when it comes out on Wednesday. Um for me, it's 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 carried like this stern torch for me because it has these similarities in they do a lot of drops like Fred would, you know, it's got the girl guy dynamic. They bring in the, the production guys a little It's And I know they, they, they're big stern fans and stuff. I think they even had Shuli on recently and stuff. So, but that show kind of carries a torch as stern, stern becomes like a little more ridiculous like you you bought you, yeah you bought in and uh our, our you know my buddy amber loves your mom's house um and for me like i can't get into it because i feel like it is like stern because i just feel like i don't know there's a lot of jokes that that but the thing is dude i i did i wasn't there from the jump and when i first turned it in because i'm i'm a huge tom segura fan i think he's like one of the yeah. biggest killers out there yep and uh and he's hilarious on the show every week. So I just jumped in there. And then eventually you start like picking up like what's that? Oh, you know what the best way to do it? If you start watching it, there's a clip of him when they had Neil Brennan on. And Neil Brennan was like, you know, I love the show, but I, I'm, I'm lost on some of the terms you're using. And they give him like a 15 minute breakdown of all their oh, like in jokes. Okay. It's on YouTube. That that's like your your cliff notes. Hi. If you like decide to jump in, but you gotta jump in because you'll love it. Especially if you're a fan of Christina. You know what high, I mean? High jeans high and tight. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, you'll get all that stuff. He'll break it down. He'll give you the Neil Brennan episode. But anyway, so so yeah, she she did great. I rented David Cross's I'm from the future. I hadn't seen up a stand-up special from him in a while. It was good. It was good. Not one of his strongest ones. Uh, I thought, and I'm a huge uh, David Cross fan. Um, and I bought Louis C.K.'s Sorry, which was hilarious. I yeah missed that guy. I know it's you're not allowed to say you missed that guy, but like I missed that guy. Oh, I, I miss him. We're allowed. To I miss whatever. that show. I miss all that stuff. I mean, he's out there. I just listened to a four part, part episode of him talking about all the presidents on a podcast with uh, Sean. Uh, I uh, Shane Gillis. <laughs> Shane Gillis, yeah. Yeah, so who's so, fucking hilarious? Shane Gillis is really Yeah, it's fun. a good pod. Listen to the four parts of him talking with them about so, the presidents. They go through all the presidents from George Washington to Trump, four episodes. So I saw that, and automatically, as soon as I see history, I check out. Like, I can't even... Mm -hmm. Like I just I hate history. I don't even care. Like it's like we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk about like 1930s. I'm just like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, we're so far removed. It's like I don't care about. Well, let's it. hear Louis C.K. kicking it. Those people in like modern terms, you know, and yeah. just his mind on it is just like. I mean, he's got one of the greatest comic minds in history. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, Shane's super funny, man. Like he. Uh, he did a speed dating bit like it was like Trump speed dating. Fucking hilarious. Really funny. Um, God, what the fuck? Yeah, like Stern has gotten so ridiculous. Like I still listen every day, but like lately it's just really been bothering me. Like it, it just really it, it took a while because some people some of my friends made it there before I did. And now I'm just like, yo, it's like you're talking about The Bachelor. You're talking about Dancing with the Stars. 
you you have on like the get like what guest was on just recently i forget who it was it was just like i'm thinking like oh who was it was post malone i'm just like i get it but like you don't have to have post malone on like you you could do whatever you want like you know it's it's not and i I don't like you know i I don't begrudge him like he gives a fuck what i think i mean he's doing quite all right but like i don't like people change you know what i mean like over the course of your life the way you think at one age versus another or how you present yourself. And I, I get that, you know what I mean? So I changed, I just can't hear all the stuff that attracted me to that show and made me such a diehard fan are all gone. You know, it's all memory. It's- it, it is. Yeah. Like when I think of like, you know, the butterface contest and how funny that was and how just overtly mean it was uh, the world's biggest hemorrhoid contest uh the contest it's so wrong is insane it's so wrong (laughs) like uh like people what was the the other day i was watching this kid who well i mean he wasn't a kid but he he had like that emmanuel lewis thing where he was like must have been like 25 or 30 and they're like yo we're trying to get this kid late but he looked like he was 11 and this fucking girl shows up to fuck him and as soon as she sees him, she starts freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, he looks like a little doll. He looks like a little doll. And, you know, it was just so fucking funny because it was just so brutal. And I think that's what I miss the most is just the brutality of like, like no one. If you had feelings, you were getting crushed on that show, you know. And part also that what bothers me, too, and especially it was um, exacerbated when when Gilbert passed away, who was the, the greatest guest that Stern ever had, hands down, the best, killed every time. And then he just never was on again. Yeah. Like a conscious decision was made to go in this direction with the show. And then the fact that he acts like he's not, he's still that rebellious, like not as corporate as he's become to not have this guy on. And he had a blurb about, you know, him when he passed away and stuff. And it's like, fuck you, man. You didn't even have Gilbert on forever. And Gilbert... RIP. So the thing with Stern too, like he was always like Stern is not your friend ever. Mm. I mean, you could see that through his whole career, even with the Artie shit. Like he just like once you leave, you're like 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 when Artie was on, like I feel like me and Artie could bury a body. We could go do cocaine together. We could fucking like do whatever the fuck like that. He just like Stern was just different. Like he was just not like there's certain people who you're acquaintances with and you're like, Hey man, what's up? Cool. Uh, but then there's other people like, you know, Richard or fucking like, uh, or Artie where you're like, I is a Richie Wilson, like the TV team, like all of sure, them. Are like, sure. So, but, um, I want to say, uh, yeah. I watched, uh, I went to the uh, cinema art center to watch the dinosaur junior documentary. Oh, uh, nice. And uh, I'm glad I caught that screening. Uh, I'm glad Cinema Art Center is open again. They got some brand new seats. Uh, I remember March 2020, the last thing we did, the last event we did before, like, I mean, I'm talking about like, I think COVID really hit the, the, the panic peak a day or two later. We went to go see Joe Bob uh, do his uh, Redneck Save uh, the Cinema, right? The Redneck Save uh, song. Mm-hmm. Um, two hour show, but the seats, man. You ever watched the 80s? 
Well, you ever watch movie theaters of the 80s and you're thinking like, yo, did anyone give these seats any thought? Like if you're in the middle and you got to take a piss, you got to like climb over like literal laps. Like even if someone stands up, it's like there's still not enough room. And everybody got to get up. Everybody. If you're up down, if you got to take a piss and you're up against the wall, man, and like, you know, 10 people got to stand up. I, I doesn't like, uh, you know, I recently watching The Last Dragon. Same thing. Like you see this, the movie theater <laughs> scene and everyone's on top of each other. And I'm just like, yeah, what? Who made these things now? Like you're like, OK, let's get rid of, you know, 25 percent of the seats. But now we have more leg room. So Cinema Art Center hooked up like, man, it's just very comfortable. AC was cranking. Uh, the popcorn was banging. Big fan. So Dinosaur Jr., Amazing band, really cool history. A um, lot of infighting later on between Jay and, and Lou Barlow. Uh, the one thing I will say that I love, even though it's some people probably hate it, is that Jay Mask is still to this day, like it doesn't even matter that someone's making a documentary about his band. He literally ta- talks super low and he says like one word. <laughs> it's just like, yo, if you yeah. took a transcript from his whole speaking in that movie, it's probably like, 10 words like it's amazing like he just like very like he just doesn't talk man it's like ah cool make a documentary and like these other two guys are going to talk but uh it's great to see uh it wasn't like wasn't like super amazing or like insightful but it was cool to see like the uh linear history of the band the breakup and then the return and uh, of course henry rollins is in it because he's in anything like that you know of course i think you have to put there's like some kind of law yeah as a clause it's it's like we got to get rollins to come the rollins clause it's known uh so that was great uh another thing that i just recently watched and i know a lot of people i think idols is is a, a band that some people know by name but they don't really know much of uh, on YouTube, you can uh, uh, stream the documentary that was made about them. It's about 75 minutes long. Really cool if, if you're interested in the band and find them kind of like, uh, you know, good or whatever. Um, you know, I, it just tells their whole story from the very beginning and how long it actually took them to kind of like break, you know, when they were this like noise band. And people were just like, yeah, we just do not understand what's going on. We, we don't get what's going on here. Uh, and then into them finally breaking through at about 2017 with, with, with the record. So uh, uh, Don't Go Gentle is the name of that documentary. Nice. That's one band that I got. I love the, all their albums. And even their most recent work is even some of the, oh, so you would the love stuff it. they've ever done. Uh, live, though, I never enjoyed I mean, like I enjoyed, but like I never oh, thought they were as good live. It's just too loud, man. You're talking about Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the loudest concert I've ever been to. So, um, I went to see them maybe uh, some in the mid '90s at Irving Plaza, and it was mm-hmm. the only time I remember. I mean, you figure I was like 16, probably 16 years old. Yeah, maybe '94. It's the only time I remember being that age and needing earplugs because I was like, yo, this is so loud, like so loud, you know, and uh, yeah, they're they are definitely not like a killer live. I mean, they are what they are. Exactly. The records are great. But yeah, there's there's not like, um, you know, I think Lou does this thing. But the records are so goddamn good. I'm 
Yeah. I thought you were talking about idols. Idols is amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, dinosaur. Um, So let's see what else I've been watching. I've seen a couple of really old movies that that I'd never heard of before. One called Road Games with Stacey Keach. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. You seen that? No, but I I, um, maybe uh, Shudder had it. I want to say it came out in 81. Um, yeah, I feel like Shutter had it up. Takes place in Australia. He's a truck driver, but yeah, um, yep, yep. You know, like a horror thriller. There's a serial killer out there, like real good. Like, I, and I'd never heard of it. I thought I'd seen all the movies like that from that era. You know what I mean? But no, nah, there's, uh, there's still some shit that still pops there's up. There's still some shit out there that I haven't seen. And then <laughs> two ridiculous movies early on in. In Denzel Washington's career, he did this movie, Carbon Copy, with, um, I can't remember the guy, George Seagal, I think his name was. He's in Just Shoot Me, the old guy or whatever. Oh, oh he yeah, was the yeah. grandfather yeah. in the- Goldbergs. Yeah. Goldbergs, yeah. So it turns out, you know, he's like a rich Beverly Hills, whatever, and shocker, he has an African-American son, shows up at his doorstep, and hijinks ensues. It's the most ridiculous- movie since soul man that you ever could see yeah yeah <laughs> hilarious hilarious and then i'm looking at at imdb which of course i do i'm probably on that website more than any other website because as soon as i start a movie especially an old one like that you need to immediately see everyone that's in it where yeah. i know them yep. from blah 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 i probably not even watching the movie as well as i should be because i have to start dissecting it but you're, you're right yeah a movie popped up called the um uh, what, what was the name of it with Denzel? He plays a lawyer and I want to say Bob Hoskins. Is oh, a, yeah. Like a that's, racist are you cop. Kidding? Heart condition. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that's the first those, time I saw Denzel. Those kind of movies, man, in yeah. the 80s that they would come up with. You know what I mean? Like, that was the first <laughs> time I saw. And I think it was like two years. It might have been like 89. Or, yeah, or around yeah. that time, because it was, I, I think it was even after Bob did Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just some of the premises just cracked me up from that decade, you know? Like, yeah. He, so his heart gets transplanted into the racist cop's chest, yeah. correct? That's the, how it goes down? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like a ghost. And like the other guy's like, uh, yeah, like you said, a cop. From just, a heart like, transplant. I just I just love the, uh, you know, like the boardroom He's like, all right. And uh, so the cop, right, he's like a racist. Right. And, uh, you know, then there's like a black guy and then he dies. But then like his heart gets put in the racist cop. And now it's like pretty fucking funny. Right. Everyone's like, yes, they, let's make yeah, it. They really nailed race relations. But like like there was a, what was it in the 70s, the thing with Rosie Greer, that the thing with two heads wasn't yeah. like a racist white guy and a, yeah. and a black guy's head. Yes, like, like it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Should, you know, what? We, we I should, love those movies. Yeah. You know, I, there's nothing. We should go right back to that. To be honest with you, exactly. That's what we, the world needs more of. The world needs more of. Um, speaking of IMDb, so um, mm-hmm. Joe Joe Blow is a really cool like site that does a lot of cool videos uh, on YouTube. Uh, you know, with, with movies, and they kind of like do like a. Uh, it's like a big visual breakdown of, of like uh, they go deep on, on certain movies where there's action movies, horror movies. So recently they just uh, released one on the first power. 
and I love the first power. The first power was one of my favorite Diamond Phillips. Yeah. So yeah, one of my favorite like horror action movies because to me I loved horror and I loved action. So anytime you put it together, um, this had like the action of like Maniac Cop too. It was like a killer, but then it was just straight up like a Schwarzenegger movie in between that. So you know how I get idea for ideas for guesses like someone makes a post. I'm like, oh well, yeah, this guy seems random enough on the on the totem pole that he might mm-hmm. answer me. Uh, so they talked about the director and I think it was like something Resnick it was yeah, uh, something like that. I forget his, his name. And he only did two movies. One was the first power and the other one was collision course with, uh, Jay Leno and Pat Morita. I oh, was wow. like, I was like, now that seems like the type of caliber that we could definitely Absolutely. <laughs> right. But the God, I'd have a, I'd have a million questions. So. And that's all he ever did. He made those two yeah. movies and that was it. He was just probably like, I'm out. Uh, so I see his email and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, yo, I'm going to email this fucking dude because he hasn't been working on a movie for like 30 plus years. So what's he going to do? Say no to me? Like, it's like, he's probably like, I can't believe you even know who I am. Yeah. Um, so I fucking mess. I, I email and I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Maybe he'll answer back. And I get an email like maybe like an hour or two later with his name. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, should I take out my dick as I read it? I don't know. Like, you know, I'm like ready to like bust off. And then he's like, yo, he's like uh, me and that director have the same name. I always get the same emails. He's like, it's not me, though. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That makes sense, because that was like 32 years ago. He was probably like 40 and change like that. dude's probably dead or like has no idea <laughs> has no idea what an email is uh yeah. but i was pretty excited i was like yo collision course like oh, that yeah. movie is i think that's up on hbo max the action movie with pat marita and jay leno like are you fucking kidding me to then that new diamond phillips fucking movie so <laughs> and the main actress in that movie is melanie griffith's half sister and she did a lot of cool stuff too uh, I thought about emailing her. I was just like, oh, maybe she'll do the show. <laughs> hey, worst they can say is no. Well, listen, we just need another pandemic, and I feel like she might say yes. Maybe monkeypox. Yeah, when monkeypox takes off. So, but that's that's my first power story. Nice. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't. I was having some fun online with it, but I'm so I'm not going to the show. But I am always fascinated with Vince Neil, Motley Crue. The stadium show finally happens. Vince Neil has two years to get in some kind of, you know, presentable shape and fails to do so. <laughs> He's he I've seen clips. There's some great high definition looking camera clips on YouTube from uh, from some of the shows. And I'm not a poison fan, but they sounded good. They sounded Brett Michaels sounds good. You know, um, they're going to give you a tight 45 or hour or whatever, you know. So, you know, who sent me that? Uh, it was Gore. Gore uh, uh, Lord Goat uh, sent me a video. He's like, yo, he's like, it's a fucking almost embarrassing that like Poison is the tightest band on this show right now. <laughs> <You> <laughs> he's know? right. Yeah. He you was know, just like, they, they killed it. They they uh, they're going to give you a solid 45 or an hour. Def Leppard's going to put on a professional show. Joan Jett will. Um, so it's almost like kind of cool that like this freak <laughs> train wreck 
Motley, uh, Vince Neil doing his, like not even speaking English, singing in English, walking around a kimono bathrobe, you know, looking like the big Lebowski. It's it's just it's hysterical. It's hysterical that he could he didn't put in any effort all that time off to get ready for this show, and he still sounds like shit. Which probably he can't. And and he never was that good of a singer. But like man, if you if you put yourself in some shape, you probably could get through the words without letting the audience sing all of it or not make any sense. Yeah, I think so. With a guy like that, yeah. You know, you managed to, you know, the guy didn't write lyrics. He didn't write the music like he was just kind of like the vocal piece. It's yeah. like, OK, we'll do everything. Just do just these are the words. Sing them. This is the melody. Uh, Did he even even do the move like where he had a guitar hanging around his neck, but like the singer move, but he can't really play. Did he even do like do that? He did. Uh, he, he did that in uh, the same old situation video. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. And then they, they still had the two female backup singers. Oh, I saw they had a bunch on this tour. Yeah. I think they probably like quadrupled the amount. How how is, (laughs) how is Mick Mars like still like moving around? Like how is Mick Mars in better shape than Vince Neal? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. And Tommy, I I don't know how that guy does it. Mick Mars. I mean, he seems like a class act too, and, and Nikki Six has done well for himself. Tommy is what it is. Yeah, Tommy broke his ribs. So you, you look at a guy like Nikki Six, who is the talent behind the band. He's the songwriter. He's the, like the main force. Um, a guy that still looks pretty normal and decent for his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's amazing when you have a business and your three business partners. One has a, a terrible like disease, whatever Mick Mars has. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee seems to be in and out of like sobriety. I mean, like breaking ri- like you're thinking like, wait, you just broke four ribs right before the stadium tour that we've been waiting two years to do. Like I would p- be pulling my hair out. And then you see Vince <laughs> Neal playing like somewhere in Wisconsin, you know, speaking like booty tang, <laughs> singing those lyrics. And those, you know, what I'm becoming like, a worldwide like joke. Like, yeah a joke falling off the stage. Remember, like, I mean, it's, it just goes on and on and on. And that's like your business partner. These are your business yeah. partners that you're like, okay, the, these are the three people that I need to fucking come through just so we could have this bag. So then I could go away from Motley Crue for two years and do, you know, 6 a.m. diaries or whatever the fuck it's called, you know? The heroin diaries, yeah, yeah. and 6 a.m. But yeah. like, I, I, he won't say what, what happened, Tommy. I am dying to know why what he did to break the ribs because it's got to be a stupid fucking a, a unbelievably stupid reason. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was like on that sex swing, like banging some girl, and like you know, yeah. Either that or like some he said some shit to someone who like karate kicked him. That's know? what I mean. It's got to be a fantastically stupid story. Yeah, yeah. I hope he, one day they make a Hulu. Uh, show about it yeah which like I, him. <laughs> I, I love i love that one so we'll talk about that again by the end of the year i'm sure 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 but uh god i i want to go see oh here's a funny story so we played um brooklyn last saturday mm-hmm. and we get to Greenpoint, we get to the kingsland and i'm like taking the stuff out before the doors open 
And I see these two fucking like hippies on bicycles pull up and they start chaining their bikes up. And I'm just like, these, I, there's something about them that just seems so out of place in like Greenpoint, Brooklyn or like where we were. And I'm like, okay. And uh, then I'm like talking to, to the, the other bands. And then I noticed those two hippies disappeared. And, uh, you know, I think uh, who was it that told me? Maybe Mike, our drummer, was like, yo, um, two people from New Jersey drove here to watch a Grateful Dead tribute band. And I just told them I'm in the band, but we're not a Grateful Dead tribute band. And they were just like, whoa, <laughs> like so these two deadheads came from New Jersey to Brooklyn, but they didn't even drive all the way. They drove to the GW Bridge, took bicycles, and then they biked 40 minutes from the bridge to Greenpoint to the show. And then they were just like, I, I'm just thinking like, how fucking dumb hippies, right? Like, I'm just That's thinking the like, dumbest shit. That's making me angry. Actually, it meant, Yo, it, <laughs> it was like devastatingly dumb. And I'm thinking like, at what point do you look at this flyer that somehow made it to your consciousness? And you see four bands, one of them, which I guess you recognize, and there's just three other bands. Like, at no point do you ever click on it, listen to a clip. Like, at no point do you do this. You're just basically like, oh, Grateful Dead tribute bands playing. Like, I couldn't believe it. It was like, yo, it was insane. It was absolutely insane to know the two people got in a fucking car, drove, <laughs> from New Jersey to the George Washington Bridge, then decided they were going to fucking ride bicycles 40 minutes to fucking Brooklyn to then go see a show, then to get to the show, be told that it's not a Grateful Dead tribute band. And they're like, well, what kind of you know music is it? And they're like, oh, it's kind of like a punk show. And then they were just like, ah, we're out of here. Unreal. Wow. I yeah. got back on their bikes and took off. I guess wow. so. The, like, only, the only way that scenario would be acceptable to me and not make me angry if like say say the bar down the street from you you saw an ad and your your band's name is playing dead if you don't know um you see an ad and you drive to the bar like 10 minutes from your house and you walk in and you're like is this a grateful dead tribute oh no it's not oh, okay yeah sorry i thought it yeah. was and then you went home like yeah. that's the only acceptable to drive out of state and not look into any of it in the and internet age, it's infuriating. It's in you should have kicked their ass. <laughs> I wish I would have taken a picture with them because it would have been funny. Yes. But like I didn't even have any communication with them. They were talking to other people that told them this as they were leaving. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, at no point while you're sitting shotgun, one of you is just scrolling through the internet, being like, Oh, let me look into this place, let me look into it. Like nothing. They were actually another scenario that would be all right is if somebody in Jersey, like their friend told them that shit to like fuck with them. Yeah. And that guy's like, get, was getting a laugh out of it the whole time. Then that's okay too. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> they're like, Oh <laughs> like yeah. I told those motherfuckers to go to Brooklyn at that point. In dead. <laughs> it was a grateful dead tribute band. And I you said, know, save on the toll, ride your bike across the bridge. I'm thinking <laughs> this is probably not like, this is probably on par for these two people. They probably make shitty decisions their whole fucking life like you can't be like and they were old they were probably like late 50s so you figure like they probably were like you know have been mentally ill and dumb for the last 55 years of this like shout you know out I mean? to riding your bike that far than if they were that old i thought they was like kids i mean they look <laughs> like they were just older dudes and i'm thinking like 
at no point do you fucking like you're like, hey, this is going to be like a three hour trip <laughs> to some bar that we've ne- never even heard of. And they're probably like, hey, man, we're just going to smoke. We- we're going to fuck it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's great. Shout out to them, man. Hopefully they made it home. Okay. I hope they had a good night. <laughs> you got anything else? Uh, yeah, just like a couple things. Um, I was I was flipping through looking up some directors I hadn't heard from or looked at their work in a minute, and I came across Simon Barrett. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, because I loved your next and the guest. And blah, I, you blah, know, blah. So I, I, like, me- I messaged him. You did? Yeah, but go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, I saw it. I watched Seance. Did you see that? No. So different. Yeah. So different than his. Uh, I mean, if he's going to say yes, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. Nah, nah. <laughs> he, he basically said uh, that at the moment he was kind of burnt. This was like maybe when Seance came out. Because like we're, uh, yeah. we're we're Facebook friends, and uh, he he I mean his work is great. Yeah, I did not care for, for seance. Yeah. See now, now I don't know. Like if you're gonna try to get him though, like if there's a chance, should I shit on it? Uh, you should shit on it because even if we do get him, there's no way in hell that he's gonna. Yeah, go it was just it. a real glossy like, like, sh- like remember the craft like in that. I watched, I, I watched like the first 15 minutes and I like just, so disappointing. I'm like, oh, I hope like I had so much hope for this guy. Like, and I was like, man, I hadn't seen anything for a while. But I saw that um, he was doing is he doing the remake of it? That's of I saw the devil. Right. That's he's uh, writing that, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, they announced it recently. I saw that he's on there, but I that they're remaking. I saw the devil, which was an amazing film. So I hope they do it justice. I mean, I'm obviously wow. it's probably like a couple of years out if they're if it's just been announced. But uh, yeah, that's you know somebody once posted. I'm trying to remember what director posted this uh, picture. It might have been maybe Dejarnet or someone uh, mm-hmm. where it said, "Stop remaking perfect movies." Mm. I, I I'm kind of with that. I'm kind of with that. You should like, remake movies that that. Especially like older movie remake like Chud, like <laughs> yeah. you know, like a Chud, cool concept and idea. Yeah, that just wasn't didn't have the budget or whatever to execute. Take that kind of a thing that had an idea with all today's you know accoutrements. Put that yeah. towards it. Not an already great movie. Take a movie that needs a little help over the finish line and didn't have the money back in the day or something. You know, Satan's little helper, definitely. Yeah. Fuck that moment. <laughs> but yeah, but seriously, like, <laughs> I, and maybe because it's like a, you know, what was it like Taiwanese or like it was some sort of, no, it was uh, South Korean. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So maybe I get that angle if if they want the American audience in on that. But like, man, it's like, how do you make I saw the devil better? It's you can't. It's impossible. It's like what it you know. Uh, Rob Zombie can do with John Carpenter's Halloween, and you saw it. You know what I mean? Like, well, we just... saw what he did. Yeah, <laughs> we saw, we saw. But uh, yeah, there was that, and um, I saw. I don't know how I came across this, and I settled on it. But I watched a documentary about Moby for okay. some reason. <laughs> okay, he's the most insufferable asshole 
like I've ever seen <laughs> for like such a mediocre. And I, I like back in the day, like his first, I liked his electronic shit when I was like a raver or whatever, the go theme when he was hot shit. I saw him at this rave with Aphex twin and, uh, in Manhattan. And like, I remember that whole career of it, but like, he's got this like ego about himself. Like he's this great rock musician too. And he's quick to always mention his punk cred and this and that, but God, what a mediocre fucking musician. And yeah. he's such a, douche in this movie so it's, it's a, a, a documentary about him that he's aware of being made yeah yeah it's him it's his awesomeness he's telling you about okay interesting it, I'll, I'll i'd watch that it's called doc moby doc moby doc but i just found him like to be a complete pretentious asshole the whole film is reeks of pretentiousness you know, it's it's amazing when when you do that and, and you're aware that the movie is being made about you and you still can't derail that sentiment. Oh, God, yeah. he's just a lot of like him, like staring out into like these artistic. I mean, it's fucking it's it's torturous, but, you know, I, because I, I didn't I didn't get it. Like so like when people like him and like fat boy slim, like I just like would listen to this and I'm thinking like I don't understand exactly what it is that they're doing that. Like, I don't like I don't get it. Like, I would even hear that song he did with like Gwen Stefani. Like, that was a pretty big song, like Southside. I, I thought that was terrible. You but know, like uh, it just like it's amazing. Well, yeah, that play album, he, he made so much bank from it because he licensed out every like, song, every song, every song on it. And stuff, yep. You know what I mean? So, you know, kudos to that. But like, yeah, I like I like that early when 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 I was a raver or whatever. I like that because a lot of those bands like prodigy was fucking cool or whatever and but like by the time they became really popular and stuff they weren't like part of that cult rave culture anymore they had already blown the fuck up you know what i mean so but uh yeah, yeah. it's uh if you're a moby fan maybe you like it i mean i would just watch it just to watch it because i you know whatever but uh his only legacy when i hear his name now i just think of the eminem lyric that's it yeah you know, that's it uh yo you know what's weird about movies uh like i mean maybe you have a kid so you you're up on this but like sonic the hedgehog has a movie like i don't even like how's it even possible like i just remember, like that was a game right and it was a, it was a sega oh, yeah. game and i'm yeah. just thinking like why nintendo bought it? it owns all the sega those character characters or whatever um so they're behind it but i guess the first one made money but my son like we watched we watched all the we just started watching the Saw series and stuff he's getting of that age and stuff so we're out of the kid circuit like he has no interest in that shit whatsoever thank god but like once you go through the whole uh kids movie circuit you go through that your kid becomes older and they keep pumping these movies out you see the exact same formula in every single one of them except they just change you know we'll make them all trolls or we'll make them all rabbits or, or make le them Legos, Legos, right? And then they're gonna. This guy's gonna learn this lesson from this, and then they just interchange the parts. They sell the toys. It's like the biggest factory <laughs> you can possibly have going. You know, and I'll tell you this. You know, uh, I guess when it comes to to business, you know, maybe that's just the way to be. I guess I, I don't. Oh, know. It, you're, you're killing it. You're, you're crushing it because parents are looking for something to do. Sometimes you know it's fun. You take the kid some popcorn fancy seats or whatever sees the movie you're crushing it financially 
yeah, yeah. And it doesn't take any kind of skill to write it. You, you know, you just get a couple of Amy Polars or whatever to fucking voice it, this and that. We'll just do it. It's a, it's the most formulatic thing you can make. Instant money, you know. I agree. Um, so yeah, let me just wrap up here. Uh, yeah. You know what I want to say? Uh, I listened to the new Megadeth song. Oh yeah. It's fucking really good. Like, how did that happen? It must then maybe that the bass player that was jerking off was holding them back. So they got rid of him, right? <laughs> yeah. So the song is called We'll Be Back. And uh, I mean, maybe they just knew what they were doing with a title like that, because it, it sounds like it's like vintage. It sounds like it's on Rust in Peace or something. It's just very much even older. It sounds like an like like it could be like on like maybe like the first album. Really? You know? Yeah, it's like really cool, you know. And I think I, this happens with every band, you know. Once you 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 coast along and like you go through your ups and downs, like you take a six year break and you're like, you know what? We should make a Megadeth album. Yeah. All right, let's go. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Every band does that. It's like once sure. you like lose your way, you're like, you know what? Ten years ago, we made this album. Now we want to come back to it. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty fucking good, man. Um, so that was let me just break down the albums here real quick. Um, I think I'm going to say the o- OT, the real record that he just put out with uh, Static uh, Selecta. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Like, it's just really, really good great features on it um his his rhyme patterns are great uh, it's just really like a guy that did five years in prison but got out and knows like the game well and and the pitfalls of it and, and i think lyrically he really showcases that um i'm waiting for the joey badass album which was supposed to come out uh last week but he posted that um I guess last minute some some samples didn't clear. It's called 2000, so it's it's a sequel to 1999. Um, 1999, I think, is one of the best hip hop records of the, like the last like 10, 10 years for sure. Um, and then this one is all static, all him and static again. Uh, but I guess yeah, it didn't some uh, samples didn't clear. But the first video and song came out with Chance the Rapper, and it's fucking great. It's it's just man, it's it's what you want to hear Joey do. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of that i i'm i'm really excited for the danger mouse and black thought record yeah the singles that they put out on that i'm just thinking like what a great combination that is um and lastly the sea lance album which has every like you know your favorite rapper's favorite rapper on there um everyone from like crime apple to fucking like uh i'm blanking Goats, goats on, there. on that, yep. yeah. Goats yep. on that. Bills is on that. Uh, Has just, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just really cool stuff. Um, you know, that's pretty much it. Like that, uh, that, that record's out, so you can listen to that. And that's about all I have on my list. Maybe a, a quick shout out to Joe Bob for coming back this season. I don't know if you yeah. if you've been keeping up with it. I, I I'm always a little behind because I fall out on that second one. So I'm always like a Me week too. behind. They got a good one uh, tomorrow. I think is uh, Charles Band and uh, Charles Band and Larry Fessenden. Uh, and, and Fe- yeah, East Coast West Coast thing or whatever. And I, I, you know, I love Joe Bob. It's 
the best. I hope that show never stops. But uh, yeah, all those hip hop albums you name are fucking dope. And just also the stuff that Hus Kingpin, I love that guy, man. Everything he's put out this year, he's put out a, a couple of things. But that Bjork Kingpin record, I love the production on it so much. It's uh, amazing. And it, I was just thinking too how crazy hip hop is because I'm like, man, I was like, when's Muggs going to put something out? stuff i'm like he put out a record and he put out a couple of singles this year but <laughs> he oh, puts yeah. out so much shit i'm like yo what the fuck he put out he that's all he's gonna put out this year one record yeah he put <laughs> like, out and back in the day when you were a kid you'd wait like four years to get a record so somebody. he just he just dropped a video metropolis i think it was called with uh method man and slick rick slick rick that track is banging man. yeah that's so like, good you, man when you hear slick on there talking his shit with the yep. hook like it's like Slick just has that voice, man. He he has just such a memorable, smooth voice. And, uh, you know, in 2022, it still sounds just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, good shit. you've said it all. We've said it all. <laughs> so we're going to we got a couple of things in the can't uh, plan. We got Death Wish retrospective coming at you soon. Yeah, that's going to be fun because those movies I like when there's like a collected like it's just a nice tight five i mean if we don't count the remake um and every death wish it just gets more ridiculous and stupid so it's fun to cover (laughs) Uh, i would definitely like to do do some more we've done the hard deep dives i'd like to hit that police academy you know uh, (laughs) yeah just whatever you know but uh shout out to moscow yeah very relevant to do the Moscow one now. Very timely. Very, very appropriate. <laughs> uh, the American it, might bring the, it might bring everyone together, you know? I think so, too. Putin, Ukraine, everyone could sit down and have a good laugh. I feel like if Putin watched, you know, the uh, Ivan Drago speech, uh, actually, no, it was the Rocky speech right at the end. I think, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things will change, you know, if, if, if I could change, you could change. So all we need man on that note <laughs> I, oh yo next week actually i forgot to tell you um so my boy anthony natoli made a movie called sunday 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 uh mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta forward you the movie okay uh i know he's doing a premiere for it so he reached out he wanted to kind of like jump on and he's mad yeah. cool um right. so like he just wanted to do an episode on it so i told him thursday so pro- we'll probably like do this again at this time no doubt that works uh and that's it man if you if you made it to the end of that you got a sneak peek of next week so here we go all right <laughs> my name is Skies, i do this rhyming shit professional i told my nigga tone to load it up and then i sniped it left an exit room. body beats i'm expected to look i need extra blues in my revenues i'm focused like tinted prescription lenses and spectacles they recognize it inside of their retinals with dead weight i had to cut ties i left the seven news these vortex ones it's weatherproof i'm backseat bluetooth connected i'm banging death a deuce see this fly shit is deadly like tsa letting weapons through my old season back he said you want to make meals don't pepper truth inside your lines you legit i know you sick and strepping uh-huh. just be yourself niggas don't provide the answers as quick as they question you. see it's a rap for these rappers they like rappers stacked inside of a trash receptacle uh-huh.